This episode of The Chase Report is brought to you by listening to the podcast in your car. Do you, do you hear that? Are those sirens? Is that coming from inside the car or outside the car? I can't tell. Ah, okay, I think it's the podcast. Ah, that's so annoying. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Wednesday the 20th of October 2021. I'm Dom Knight. Hello, Charles Firth and hello, Gabby Bolt. Hello. Oh dear. Gabby. What's, what's happened? What happened? I'm so sad. You don't understand. Oh dear. What? 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 Oh. Dogs can't go to puppy preschool for the last year and a half during COVID. Dogs have been dropping out of puppy preschool, despite oh. the fact that everyone's adopting at the moment. It's like some of the highest adoption rates we've seen in the country, as well as some of the lowest puppy preschool rates. So, what well, is this because dogs can catch COVID? Well, I think it's because their owners can catch COVID, so no one's taking their dog to get properly educated. So we've just got a bunch of really dumb, really anxious dogs lying around the place. So I have a pitch. Bring all of your dogs to me, and I will educate your dogs. I mean, I don't see why dogs should have it better than we have, right? I mean, they're supposed to be our best friends. Mm. We've had a crappy few years yes. of emotional turmoil. It's been horrible. I think the dogs should suffer through it with us. Take everything that happened with COVID, cancelled gigs, cancelled travel. People cannot see their families, but this is by far the saddest story that I have seen come out of this pandemic. The dogs are anxious and they're dumb. They don't know how to sit, and I'm sad about it. Yeah, see, I don't like to admit this, Gabby. But I don't really like dogs. How dare you? I was I was mauled by two big black dogs when I was about four years old. And ever since then wait, wait. I just I just don't like them. Wait a second. Well, they didn't go to day, doggy day school. Yeah. They didn't go to the school to learn not to maul people. This is what I mean. We're going to see more maulings and less cuddles. We yeah. need dogs back in puppy preschool. I demand it. ScoMo, get on it. Well, you can you can have, as far as I'm concerned, if all the dogs in a, in Sydney end up at Gabby's house, so there's less yes. of them pooing up our streets, Yes. then I would be absolutely fine with that. Yes. So if everyone who can't take their dogs to puppy preschool while mm. they're while they're getting back to normal, um, yeah, I will take them all. I'll be a new kennel. And and they'll all be very, very badly behaved yeah. because they haven't been oh, to I'm school. Not, I'm not a trainer at mm. all, but I will definitely take care of them. They will right. get lots of cuddles. And what will happen is that with all these dogs at Gabby's house, it will descend into Lord of the Flies. It will be absolute hell. <laughs> They'll eat you within a day or two, and then they'll they'll establish their own little island and community, mm. and gradually claw each other to death. It doesn't sound like a good a good educational experience for the dogs. Gabby. It's a great educational experience for me, though, Dom. But if we can bet on the outcome, guess who's be... getting mauled next week, Charles? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I'll train them. <laughs> Coming up on the show, we talk to Mark Humphreys about something uh, very important. He's got a bit of a, I think he's got another sort of medical issue, actually. Oh, God, good to know he's coming on the best medical advice podcast for that. And Charles has a new segment, which is called something like Deeper Dive di- no, Deeping no, Diver. No, it's Deep called dish. It's called Deeper a Dive because, you know, you hear people doing a deeper dive into something. Uh. Well, this segment's even better than that. It's a deeper a dive. Right, not not deepest. Oh, yeah, no. that would have been better. Not from Charles, no. Mm. Before that, though, we'll go to Rebecca Dean Amuno in the Chase Newsroom right after this. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Deputy Prime Minister, Barnaby Joyce, has responded to the government's new workplace sexual harassment rules by resorting to fucking the planet instead. After declining to make any meaningful commitment to net zero carbon emissions, he asked reporters if it felt like it was getting hotter on earth or if it was just him. Following Joe Biden's refusal to suppress the results of the investigation into the January 6 riots, Donald Trump has asked Christian Porter for advice on getting embarrassing legal details out of the public eye. Trump also claims that he couldn't possibly have been involved in an insurrection against the US government because of his bone spurs. Yellow Wiggle Emma Watkins has announced her departure from the Children's Entertainment Group after admitting that she would rather have another 250 days of lockdown, raging bushfires and the oncoming climate disaster than face another crowd of screaming children. Watkins says she's looking forward to being able to correctly pronounce the word beautiful and not having to pretend that dinosaurs are real. That's the latest from the Chaser Newsroom. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. And I'm still feeling nauseous thanks to that headline about Barnaby Joyce having sex. Oh. And now it's time for a new segment I like to call... Deeper a Deep Dive. Oh, that's right. It's actually called Deeper a Deep Dive. <laughs> yeah, good one. I think I got the name wrong. But yeah, so people do deep dives. This is a deeper a deep dive. You know, like I, I sort of was thinking this podcast lacks facts. <laughs> journalism. Yeah, yeah, and journalism. Who knew a comedy podcast could lack fact? So why don't we actually, you know, get, do a deeper dive into things? All right. All right. And so the first one is going to be about uh, this guy called Senator Joe Manchin. Do you know about him? Yeah, he's he's the per- he's the one man who is ruining the United States. Yeah, he's oh. very big at the moment. Like you, his name keeps on popping up everywhere in relation because he's sort of the enemy of Joe Biden. So right I wanted on. to look into who he was, right? And the more you look, the more you go deeper into this, you just it is amazing story. Now we we are very used to corrupt politicians in Australia. You mm. know, we've gone you know from you know like thirty years ago, forty years ago. You know, ministers would literally resign over not declaring that they'd been given a teddy bear or something like that. Nowadays, you know, Barnaby Joyce can, you know, buy $80 million worth of water using taxpayers' money from a company that Angus Taylor set up uh, in the Cayman Islands and then the water doesn't turn out to exist. Yes. And, you know, we still, you know, they're, they're still employed. Yeah. But that's all very simple stuff compared to Joe Manchin, right? Okay, so and I was thinking... It is good to have a look at America because Australia's only ever, you know, five or ten years behind. Yeah. So this is where we're heading. Okay, so Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, he has been a senator for 40 years for the state of West Virginia, right? Mm -hmm. And in that time, it has gone from quite a prosperous uh, coal mining state 
to the second poorest state in America. It's in the bottom five for education, health and infrastructure. And it's basically just this hollowed out state. The average wage in West Virginia is literally $26,000. So, so um, this Joe Manchin guy, he's the senator from that state. He, he makes $180,000 a year. Uh-huh. Uh, but his net worth somehow, you know, this is the only job he's really ever had, is $8 million, right? And everyone's going, so ha- hang on, how can someone make $180,000 a year but he's actually a multimillionaire with a yacht and everything? Yeah. Answer is he set up a coal company. No. Right, called Enner Systems, and then he got his son to run it and he gets $400,000 a year from that. His wife makes uh, about $600,000 a year. So combined, they're sort of pulling in an extra million from this coal company, right? So you're going, okay, that's pretty bad, right? Yeah. You know, but, you know, like, there's coal companies and there's coal companies, right? Like, not all coal companies are, are the devil, right? Like, although Joe Manchin's is. Joe Manchin's family owns a coal brokerage and they sell what's called waste coal to a power plant in West Virginia that, like, basically just poisons the community it's it's a very dirty form of, of of energy wait so it's coal that's just not even being used for electricity it's just no like- no it's being used for electricity but it's the lowest grade of, oh. of coal because it pollutes it basically poisons his own constituents oh. to create the thing so he's, he's he is a little bit defensive in, to his credit about the fact that he owns this Polluting money As machine. As you would be. So he's actually managed to distance himself from it in in actually quite a familiar way. He was asked about it once, and he said, um, "You know, you best not ask about that." And pointed out that it's in a blind trust. But like, how blind is the trust when it's your son running your company, the company you founded? A blind trust. Oh, we love those. Does that remind you of anything? Like, oh my Blind God. trust fixes everything. How threatening, though. Like, you best not ask about that. Since when could that be an acceptable answer to a question about your potential corruption? <laughs> you know what, buddy? You got a good point there. Better not ask, though. <laughs> Yeah, it does. I mean, it's sort of got overtones, though, doesn't it? Because it's sort of like... I'm oh, threatened. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, that while he was owning this coal company that he was making millions out of, he got himself appointed as the chair of the Energy Committee in the Senate. So he basically runs the coal industry. He oversees the running of the coal industry in America while he's also a coal owner. So that's him. That's him. And you're sort of going, wow, what a piece of shit. Mm. Oh, well... You know, no wonder Joe Biden is yeah. uh, is against him, right? Let me just, before I get to the sort of punchline of why it actually matters, I, I just want to talk a little bit about his daughter, Heather, right? Okay. Um, her behaviour is so outrageous that his political opponents have actually started running attack ads just attacking his daughter, right? Imagine in, in Australia if, you know, like yeah. suddenly Scott Morrison's daughter is a... Jenny and the girls. Yeah, no, we but, would never but, do that. But listen to this. This is Heather Manchin, Joe Manchin's daughter. After lying about having an MBA, she was named CEO of Mylan Industries. She artificially jacked up the price of EpiPens by 461% and was awarded with a 671% salary increase. West Virginia is poor, poorly educated, and broken, but Joe Manchin and his entire family have become multimillionaires. Yeah, 
So I feel like I'm watching, like you know those um those shows. I call them sick sick day shows, where like if you stayed home from school for a day and yes. you watch Channel Ten, all those like American like uh, paranormal experiences are like I shouldn't be alive. It sounds like one of those shows. Mm. Although I will say, jacking up EpiPens by four hundred and sixty one percent is pretty crazy. So well, I kind of understand the the smear campaign a little bit. The market in you know people who are having anaphylactic shot, they'll pay anything. Yeah, I, well, I suppose they have to, don't they? It's yeah. that pesky thing called survival, yeah. isn't it? Anyway, so the question is, why, and this is sort of the punchline for me, which is why does this any of this matter? Like, Why is mm. Joe Manchin so central to everything? Yeah. And the answer is he's a Democrat, right? Oh. So he's not... He's not a Republican. He's not like the enemy of Joe Biden. Joe Biden's role is to sort of be mates with this guy. And that's why he's sort of holding everything up because they've got a very slim majority in the Senate and he's the sort of the last vote that they need oh, amongst the Democrats. He's the last kid to be picked at sports. Yeah, and so and Joe Biden's got this huge $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill that he's trying to get across the line. <laughs> and inside that bill, and so, you know, Joe Manchin's going, oh, well, I can't possibly support that. But the reason it's all come out that he's not supporting it is it's got $150 billion in there to create clean energy. Right? Oh, no. And he's going, well, that, I don't want that because they've got my coal mine. Because why would he? He's and then another money. $300 billion for loans to create, you know, electrify households, which is the, the actual idea that Saul Griffith had on the podcast of last course. week. That's actually his idea. And so his whole point is, well, you know, let's take that money out of the bill. We don't need to greenify. It's going to happen anyway. And we don't want to accelerate, you know, people not buying coal because I've got a whole lot of coal to sell in West Virginia and poison the community with. My God. Yeah. So next time you get worried about, you know, the occasional $80 million water deal or $600 million sports fraud, remember that's nothing compared to the US. Yeah. At least not yet. <laughs> that was a very deep dive, Charles. Thank you. Are you proud? Although I, I will say Country Road is probably going to be a very different song now. <laughs> West Virginia. Multi-million dollar, <laughs> take me home, Joe Manchin. No, All right, never mind. It's okay. fine. Niche joke. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by listening to the podcast with your kids. Hey kids, did you know that if you subtract nine months from your birthday, it'll either be New Year's, Valentine's, or your parents' birthday? I wonder why that is. You should ask mum and dad. Now, yesterday on Twitter, Mark Humphreys had a very funny, very weird story uh, about his gas. Thank you, Charles. Now, although it is true that I do have huge gas problems, <laughs> this specific issue is to do with electricity. Um, oh, so yeah. masterful yeah. intro, Charles. <laughs> this whole time, when gas. Okay, so Charles this morning was like, Mark's going to come on and talk about his gas. I was like, oh, I suppose he's already talked about his shingles. <laughs> well, I thought he's too tall. The plumbing's not working. It's yeah. probably noxious. I want to hear more. 
I've yeah. realized that basically every time I come on this show, in some some grievance or some some, <laughs> some a mishap that has befallen me. But essentially, what's happened is that I live in a, a sort of a, a building complex of uh, townhouses, and there there are sixteen of us. Uh, there are sixteen units in total, and what we've discovered is that for the past two years, <laughs> every single unit has been paying for some other unit's electricity. No. Wow. <laughs> and it's not a kind of, oh, I've been paying for unit seven and unit seven's been paying for me. It's like, no, I've been paying for unit three and unit seven's been paying for me. It's like a human centipede <laughs> of electricity bills. Wow. What do you mean? Like, like, how did you find out? <laughs> so... I've gone into the archives of my email account and realized that I actually first realized there was a, a problem uh, in an email that I sent to our estate agent on September 21st, 2020. So I've been dealing with this for over a year. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much. Thank you, Doc. Only yesterday did I receive confirmation uh, of my original uh, guess, which was that I suspected that there was a problem with the meter numbers because um, my brother-in-law who lives with us uh, was doing a university assignment um, where he had to, it was something to he's, he's studying engineering and he needed to look at, at one of our electricity bills um, for some assignment. And he said, can I see one? And I went, oh, sure. And then I went to go and retrieve one and then realized uh, that I'd, I'd never received one. Uh, and <laughs> the, the lights were on. Uh, <laughs> everything was functioning. Um, and well, I had why, why, Mark, did you complain about this to your real estate agent? Why didn't you just shut up? Charles, you know me. <laughs> I'm a good boy, I am. I just, because uh, my fear, of course, was that the lights would suddenly turn off at some point. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like anyone here is on life support, which even though that, that's the question they ask you a thousand times whenever you You don't know the house providers. you were paying for might have been. That's hey, true. That's, well, that's a very good point. Um, Hang so, on, but are you not paying for anyone? Have you somehow been um, yeah. billless for a full year? The only, you've got the cheapest electricity in Australia and that it's free. <laughs> that's right. So I had... For a period prior to September 21st, 2020, I clearly had been living electricity free. Don't worry. They backdated it once I told them about it. Uh, they, they, and they didn't, there was no discount. There was no, uh, you, know, uh, you know, reduction for, for honesty. Anyway, so then I was put onto a, a plan um, because basically what they said is that the meter number that I was, uh, that I believed to be my own was being used by someone else. So they said, we'll put you on this, this other meter number that, that we think must correspond to your, your place. So we went, okay. Anyway, so we lived on that for about a year until I went to, uh, I realized I hadn't received an electricity bill for a while. And I then realized that we had been kicked off our electricity account. So I was back to paying nothing. So, I've got, <laughs> so I, I had been paying nothing. I was a good boy, started paying something. They kicked me off again so that I was paying nothing. All this time we had electricity. So I probably, to your, in fairness to you guys, I probably shouldn't have tried to fix it a second time. Uh, so, yeah, you're overcorrected. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. overdone it. So I, I flanged it with the estate agent again. Basically, the, but the, did they did they say, Mark, Mark, why are you pursuing this? You keep getting free electricity. <laughs> just I, let it go. I just, I think I just dreaded being found out i think it was just that i, I just i don't know i, I just I, I just have a sort of moral code oh, that, Mark, <laughs> next you'll be telling me you pay for your own netflix <laughs> <laughs> so if you I, someone from overseas 
I really want a cop show about like electricity cops. <laughs> like, yeah. The just lights imagine. are on yes. and yeah. someone's home. Who was going to break down your door? Like, yeah. was it? Was it? Yeah. A, I, I, I put your hands up. It's Origin Energy. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be a terrible sort Quickly, of like tase him. Oh wait a minute, we weren't paying the electricity bill. On this so we're turning this work. episode of the Chase Report into a true crime uh, <laughs> mystery. We've changed genres, but also this reminds me of you know that new TV series that I really want to watch with Steve Martin and Martin Short, Only mm. Murders in the Building, where they investigate yes. murders within mm. their apartment complex. I'm just thinking you could do an Australian. Uh, version of that with incredibly low stakes. <laughs> My whole life is low stakes, but the um, yeah, I mean, what I think what the inter- is going to be the, the interesting next chapter is once because I've obviously I've been working through this for over a year, so I'm intimately <laughs> aware of the, the the workings of the the meter system and everything. But it's my neighbours who have only just found this out. So what I'm trying to what I'm sort of dreading is what do the sixteen of us now do? Do we now go and collectively go and get our respective electricity bills that we've accrued over the year, uh, over the last two years, and uh, work out who's paid what for who? You know, across. Well, that, I mean, that could be a fun Saturday afternoon. It, yeah, or I mean, Fun's it could be. It feels like a recipe for something. Um, <laughs> my feeling is, I sort of want to. My preference would be just to say, you know what. Everyone seems to have been happy with what they thought they were supposed to be paying, um, unless there's any people who have particular grievances where it is, you know, really <laughs> ridiculous. But there will be, Mark. Mark, <laughs> do you not understand how strata buildings work? There will be massive grievances. It will come down to someone's paid ten cents more than I'm meant to, and you'll you'll end up in court. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> In the criminal justice system, there are people who pay the right bills and people who don't pay bills. The other thing is you could do an apartment-based version of Utopia about a body Mm -hmm. corporate because that, I mean, no one's ever done anything on that, possibly because it's just too boring. As I say, as a former chair of an executive committee, um, that would be, I mean, there are so many fights in apartment buildings. Like you're going to unleash hell. uh, It could be like a science fiction uh, action movie, and you could call it Strata Wars. Oh God! Oh, my God! I've, I've just I've made I've made a terrible mistake. This episode of the Chaser Report is brought to you by listening to the podcast before bed. Did you lock the front door? Night, night. Before we go, Gabby, I believe you've got some amazing news. Are you allowed to announce it? Yes. Okay. I won the Moosehead. That's all I've got. Yes. The, this is the, that and 27 dogs are currently at my house. This is a comedy scholarship that Gabby has won Woo. to the Melbourne Comedy Festival. They they help sort of – Well, they pay for everything. They pay, basically pay for Gabby to go to the Melbourne Comedy Festival. But you are the first person, Gabby. What are you the first person <laughs> Moosehead Award winner to do? So the Mooseheads are not meant for newcomers. You're meant to have had at least one show under your belt before you get one. But I'm the first person because of COVID – to win this without ever having done a solo show before. So I consider that a pretty sneaky win. Yeah, um, that's and great. And I hope no one gets mad about it because, uh, yeah, apparently they gave it to me under the assumption that I would have done one had, you know, a life-threatening disease not I love it. the entire planet. I'm going to try and get a Nobel Prize, you know. That yeah. I would have had for, a really – potential, yeah. I would have had a breakout in peace yeah, and won the – you great. know, created peace. Had it not been for COVID, had that's, it not that's been the reason. For COVID, yeah. 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 Good one, Charles. Hey, Gears and Road microphones are part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. See ya.